This is Braun Strowman, the monster among men, and you're listening <laughs> to the Bob Culture Podcast with your host, Rob! All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on a very special WWE 2K20. A golden version of the A podcast. golden version. I love it. And what other guests can we get right now than, of course, the ring announcer, commentator, and the reigning, defending, undisputed WWE 2K million dollar world champion, the golden voice himself, Mr. Stefan T. Benson. Stefan, how are you today, man? I'm doing fantastic, ladies and gents. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to speak with y'all and let you know about the new game and what's been going on. How are you guys doing? Great, man. You're doing Thank great. You. Thank you for asking, man. Yeah, no, man. It's an honor to talk to you. You know, I've been a fan, obviously, since we saw you before TakeOver last year, uh, playing against AJ Styles. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But real quick, you know, I always like to get everyone's origin story when they come onto the podcast. You know, there's so much to talk about. I wanted to ask you about how you got your start in the wrestling business and also, conversely, how you got your start as a gamer. So, uh, for the gamer, to answer the gamer question first, um, I started that because of my brothers. Um, I had always been a kid to play with toys. So I had my train sets, I had my Legos up until about nice. maybe 12 or 13. Like, I, I was, I was, uh, I was, uh, it was a hobby collecting model train set. So I always set them up and then I would set like these ridiculous contracts up with the, uh, uh, with Legos and just crash straight through. <laughs> That's what I did at that point. Um, and as far as uh, video games, it started to get more into that. Once I saw my brothers were getting these weird big boxes for Christmas, and then I'm just like, wait a minute, I kind of want that. I don't know what it is, but it looks <laughs> cool because they disappear for hours on end. And eventually, I, my first ever system was the original Nintendo. My uh, favorite. Super Mario yeah, Brothers and Duck It's the best one. And... And I, I will also say, you know what's funny? The first person to ever glitch me on a video game was my own flesh and blood. <laughs> That's how it usually my, goes, My brother, I, <laughs> we started playing, uh, you remember the action replay devices and Game Sharks? Yeah, yes, totally. Yeah. He he would never let me come into the ring before he booted, uh, into his room before he booted the game up. Booted the game up, and this is when I started uh, to get he would put in the codes ahead of time. Oh. That's messed up, yeah. You, yeah, he, he would he would put the codes in on the game shark and or the action replay. And I, you know, I would I didn't know. I just thought it was a glitch in the game. No, so, because he realized I was getting better and better and better. And then eventually, I started beating him. And that's when he'd had enough, and he said, "Oh, this is not fun for me anymore." <laughs> he put in a code to have every single move in his arsenal as a finishing maneuver. Wow. Hit me with it once. Goes to Penny, and instead of saying one, two, three, the rest just says three, and then rings the bell. <laughs> That's and 13, uh, 12 year old me is sitting there like, Dad, Dad, <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! We're already having fun. That's that's great, man. And how about as far as the, the wrestling stuff? How did how did you get into all that involved with the business? So yeah, as far as the wrestling world announcing, um, I was started by um, Aaron Ganey. who was um, uh, there was talking from Buffalo the Nigerian Nightmares, but Aaron Ganey started me. And the way that it happened is I was at a WWE event, as I you know always go to them, and I started announcing in the parking lot. Um, I would, you know, see the wrestlers come in and ask, hey, can I get a picture? And then I, start, I started thinking, I want to get involved in this business. What's 
for me to do it um, when I don't have much of a portfolio. I started recording my you know, live introductions of them in the parking lot, then had access and so on. But um, as that was going on, I, I ran an Aaron Ganey at a SmackDown event in Philadelphia, and he said, whoever that is, he said to his uh, student at the time, don't bring that motherfucker over here. His exact, his exact uh, words. He said, okay, bring that motherfucker over here. And I was like, yep, that was me. Um, and I never looked back since then. He was like, that was you announcing? I was like, yeah. He was like, you're not using a recording. That wasn't like something on a speaker. I was like, no, that's, that's all me. I've been practicing. I've been practicing for years at that point. And, um, and, you know, I was just determined. I practice. When I say I practice every single day, to this day, I practice announcing every day. There's not a day or a minute that goes by that I don't practice. That's just how I am. Practice makes perfect. There's no such thing as too much. You're, and you're very, um, you're very, very good at it, too, man. I appreciate that. I, 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 I'm, I'm honored. I mean, um, it sounds that's like you're in the Golden that. Voice uh, nickname, Moretti, so. That's right. <laughs> I um a lot of people thought that I was when I used the name uh, the nickname the Golden Boys. Remember that uh, it was a homeless gentleman they said the man with the Golden Boys. That's right. I um, about that. And I was telling them I said no, I used it way before that. It's just, I didn't have it on video. I couldn't afford a camcorder. I was uh, <laughs> I was a broke little kid. <laughs> ah, okay. So, uh, but eventually, you know, um, my friends started calling me that. My family started calling me the Golden Boys, and then I adopted that. Adopted that. Once Aaron started me, and my um, initial um, my initial uh, start in the wrestling world was as a manager rather than a ring announcer. Funnily enough, uh-huh. uh, and I I didn't understand at the time because I just started. I was like, well, I want a ring announce. I don't want to manage. You know, I'm not thinking stupid. You're in the wrestling world. That's all that matters. You can exactly. work your way up to doing that. So um, eventually, obviously. As I am now, I started ring announcing, and what they had me do was introduce them when they came to the ring, but I also got a lot of uh, screen time because I would talk to them because they were playing, basically playing Nigerian savages. You know, that was their gimmick. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I played the Goodwill Ambassador of Lagos, Nigeria, and uh, I enjoyed awesome. it. I enjoyed it. Sometimes I was a heel, sometimes I was a face. But hopefully I didn't go on too, you know, just drag that on too long. <laughs> no, you're okay. Really cool, man. And we have so much to talk about here, Mr. Benson. You know, before we talk about, obviously, your journey to becoming the WWE 2K champion, uh, let's get a little shameless promo out of the way. You know, the game drops tonight. I think they told me I could pick it up at 9 o'clock tonight, officially tomorrow. By the time this podcast comes out, game will probably be out. I saw you, you know, I think you made a trip to Vegas recently. I saw you on the blue carpet at SmackDown. And recently, we saw you introducing some WWE superstars, uh, the likes of Becky Lynch, Baron Corbin, Ricochet. They seem thrilled with you what was going on there and uh is this a, a tryout of some sort what, what's going on there, um man? so you know saying a little bit earlier in the um in the interview is that when i got started in the wrestling world it was me announcing in the parking lot and i was you know announcing superstars it's much much of the same thing but just in a, in a better controlled environment and an environment where i have much uh where i have a bigger chance to do so, whether yeah. rather than it just being they're coming from their hotel or the airport rushing to the arena, this is an environment where I have that opportunity, and that's why I do like little superstar backstage experiences that they offer um, during live events in particular. Um, 
And I, you know, when they came out, usually it's just like a meet and greet. You do photo op, talk to them, they'll sign whatever uh, you have. And I asked, hey, may I introduce you? Because it's a way to, you know, get my name further out there and my voice. And that way they can tell I'm not just some schmuck, some guy that just wants to announce, to announce. I'm, I'm not exactly. a, a marquee fan, so to speak. But hey, I can announce I have a voice, but can you announce if you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you have yeah, it? Do you have for it? And do you look? And I do. And, um... <laughs> And when I did it for Becky, Becky was just like, man, it's like, have you tried out? I was like, I had an interview and audition in 2013, oh. and unfortunately, um, you know, like nothing, well, nothing, nothing major in terms of me getting hired um, came of it. Uh, but you know, they, they they interview hundreds of thousands of people a month, if not a year, a year or even more a year. So I can't, I don't hold anything against them that I didn't get picked up as an employee at that point. Um, it'll happen, and I know it will. When they are ready for me to come in there and do my thing, and that's fine. I just have to be patient. It's a little frustrating, but hey, what what good things happen that are not frustrating, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, well, you did. Um, you did a great job, man. I think Corbin was especially happy with the uh, chiseled intro you gave. That was great. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 mean, I try to make it a point to add a little something, yeah. little, a little funk extra on the introduction, something that is specific for that superstar or superstar that's the tag team, you know. Um, and I can be a little long-winded, obviously, with my introduction, but I can also do the shortened introductions. I just like them to know, hey, I know my stuff in terms of your accolades and how to really put you over the way you should be. Yeah, it was, no, it's great, man. You're doing a great job, man, and, and best of luck to you, of course. Um, are you Thank excited you so for much. the? Are you excited for the new game? Have you played it yet? Excited for the new? I'm literally. It's all my gear. Um, my friends are actually creating their superstars. We're we're playing it as is, and uh, as soon as they finish creating their guys and gals and cruiserweights, um, we are going to do a live stream at about two thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, maybe three p.m. at the very latest. Doing one on ones, triple threats, fatal four ways, six pack yes. challenges, five man matches. I mean, we're going to be beating the crap out of each other. And um, on Twitch, uh, my screen name is Real Golden Voice eighty eight. Again, Real Golden Voice eighty eight. Okay. Um, and another thing we have up on a lot of other Twitch users when they stream wrestling games and YouTubers when they stream wrestling games, they all have like the created championships. We have actual physical manifestations of our championships. We call it Elite Wrestling Championships, EWC. Yes, that's awesome. And um, no other YouTuber that I've known thus far has done a physical championship made. We have a total of 13 championships. We have the EWC Undisputed World Championship. We have the United Continental Championship, the Women's World Title, uh, the European Television Championship, Women's Extreme Hardcore Title, uh, we have three sets of tag team titles, the heavyweight tag titles, cruiserweight and women's, and a men's hardcore title, and then uh, we have our cruiserweight championship, which we call the Superfly Championship. <laughs> nice. Is there a Golden Voice uh, <laughs> create a character uh, in the works right now that we can download from the community creations? Um, you know, I actually have never uploaded my character, because I don't want people to know my secrets, but I will be creating a Golden Voice character uh, that I will upload. So as soon as I do, it'll be up on PlayStation and Xbox Network. Awesome. Now, besides uh, the creative players, like after you're done creating wrestlers, who's the first guy that you're going to pick? Is it going to be Brock, or are you, are you just going to stick with the guy that won you, uh, that gave you the victory, or? Well, aside from our creative wrestlers, people from the game, I, I go right, right, right to Cash's Ono. I like oh, Sherman. Okay. Sherman. The knockout artist. I like okay. Sherman up those elbows. He's my favorite. I'll say right now. Wow. He and the Miz are my two favorite in WWE. They share the number one spot. I can't choose one other over the other. They're just my favorite. You said Cassius Ono and who else? 
and the Miz. Okay. Oh, you're right, I'm a big Gargano guy. Yeah. Johnny yeah, Rossi is my dude. Johnny Gargano's too is too too cool. Yeah, that's that's my dude. Oh yeah, man. Uh, really cool. And you know, shameless plug here. Uh, one of our pals uh, on on the indie scene, Serpentico, he dropped a huge uh, Easter egg for yes. the game in our recent interview with this him over the weekend. Amazing. His mask. He's a, he's a lucha uh, wrestler under a mask, and his mask is actually in the uh, creations part of the game. So it'll be cool to make him as well. So I got to make us. Yes, that it is. I can confirm that. Oh, you know the deal, man. So now I have to make Serpentico, and of course, the Golden Voice himself, <laughs> for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, actually, I'd like to. If I, if I can announce, I have a, um, yes. a challenge for the best creators on both PlayStation and Xbox because I need a, I need a version of me on each system. Whoever can create the wow. best version of me will win a hundred dollar Microsoft gift card and a copy of WW2K20, um, the Collector's Edition. Wow! Oh, wow. You, you heard, heard it here first. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, oh, that's- if, if, and I mean, if, if this it's going to be a as tedious judging process. I have a friend here. We're going to judge it, but we need one version for Xbox and one version for PlayStation. Whoever creates the closest to what I look like, it can go on my Facebook or on my social media. You know, save some pictures if you need a if you need an actual headshot of me, so you can kind of upload that to the game. Let me inbox you on one of those uh, on either Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. I'll send it to you, and whoever creates the best version, yeah, the one hundred dollar Microsoft gift card and a copy of the game. That Come is awesome. On, that man. is great. Thank you for doing that, man. That's so that'll be exciting for our listeners, man. Going the extra mile, this guy already. Love it. Oh man, that's exciting. So obviously something I've been I've been wanting to talk to you about for months now. This whole journey of uh the you know the two K nineteen million dollar challenge playing at NXT Brooklyn Takeover uh, against AJ mm-hmm. Styles. I have so many questions for you. First and foremost, I got to ask you this. So I, since I got the game, I've attempted that AJ Styles. What was it? Tower. Uh, and I hate the tower. It is so tough, man, because you you take the uh, the beating into the next match. You have low health. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah, how did you regenerate? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How did you get How did you get past that hurdle? I could never do. I think I got as far as like Roman Reigns. How How did you get past that hurdle, man? Is there a secret? So, aggressiveness, like, ultra-aggressive, I'm ultra-aggressive when I play video games, so, unless you reverse, I don't do that gentleman's role where I let you get in the ring, or I give you a second to breathe, no, you're gonna get your ass beat until you reverse, and you start kicking my butt, <laughs> that's just plain and simple, and that's how I am with the computer, I keep staying on the computer, yeah, he's just turning the reversals, and another little trick I learned, because I obviously, I, I'll say right now, I'm a friend will agree, I'm very impatient at times when it comes to reversals, but um, hmm. my best friend Chris was telling me, you gotta, you gotta slow down and be calm. He's like, breathe, yeah. and you'll be better with the reversals. And ever since I listened to that, I've done 10 times better um, thanks to him, you know, and just be like, hey, bro, relax. It'll happen. And <laughs> like I said, it did. Um, but yeah, as far as the computer, uh, to get more into more detail in terms of it's being aggressive, it's also, like I said, not not getting angry when you're doing that tower, which is, it's hard not to because that tower is frustrating. Um, yeah. The way I beat it is you got to turn, there's two submission systems. You can either use the analog or you can use the button mashing. So what I did is we turned on the button mashing system and anything that was a submission match, like versus Samoa Joe or Roman Reigns or what have you, um, my best friend Chris is over. And anytime I would do like the damage in the match, all the ass kicking, and when it came to button matching, he's faster than I am. So I had a control over him 
uh, and he would, you know, button that trying to tap them out. It took us, like I said, about a day and a half. We were just like sitting here getting angrier and angrier and finally got it. And I said, I'll never do that crap again. <laughs> I will never touch that challenge in my life. Not that towel for that reason. I get that. It's like uh, NES trying to make it to Tyson. Nunez here's made it to Tyson. Yeah. I, you beat him, right? I've beaten uh, him before, but there's no proof, so it's easy to just say, you know, <laughs> I, I beat him when I was a kid, but there's yeah. no proof, so yeah. I'm trying to prove it still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great game. So um, how is having the awesome one, the Miz, as your coach, and uh, what was it like dealing with that Brooklyn crowd? Because they're in the yeah. them, Chicago. Sorry Toronto, about that, bro. That's they're, us. Yeah, They're, they're notoriously oh, tough. You know man. what? I mean, the way I look at it is, if you can't prove yourself in front of a New York, um, a New Jersey, even a Chicago crowd, this like some of the Philly crowd, some of the hardest sports crowds in the world, and if you cannot prove yourself and show that you have a set, then you're not going to make it anywhere. And that's, I, I worked in front of a New York crowd before. I worked in front of a, uh, you know, Brooklyn crowd. I worked in front of a Harlem crowd. Like <laughs> all kinds of crowds throughout New York when I was starting in, uh, in the rest of the world. Sometimes I got booed, sometimes I didn't. The difference is I didn't care whether I was yeah. booed or cheered because exactly. as long as they cheer or boo, you are doing your job. They can boo you just because even if you suck and they're booing you, you're still generating a, a reaction. Exactly. When they're silent, that's what's bad. And that... Brooklyn, New York at takeover when they wanted to talk smack, I should have all shut them up. I got something for that ass. And <laughs> I dominated. I, you know, no disrespect to the other people I faced. They're, they're, you know, they're great. They're great guys. That's part of the game. I went and dominated the challenge. And um, I spanked that And then when I went to go face AJ, uh, respected all the respect in the world for AJ's self. I just spanked that ass too because uh, he, he, he had the nerve to interrupt me during my celebration of winning the semifinals, so I had to put him in his place. And I will say to you, AJ, again, and you can hear first on this podcast, if you want a chance against the Golden Voice, the destroyer of WWE games, I will be glad you can get these hands again, not to steal something from Braun Strowman, but I gave hands at WrestleMania weekend, and I will do it again. And to all these schmucks that want to throughout these challenges. Hey, I challenge you on social media for my title. No, you don't get a shot. You know why you people don't get a shot? Because I'm better than you on the game. And guess what? I earned, I earned. You hear that, people that are challenging me for my 2K championship? I earned my spot WrestleMania weekend. I submitted a video that was good enough to make it there. And I'm thankful that WWE thought as such as well as 2K. And for all the other people saying, it's not fair, he works for WWE, I don't. And we'll get into that in just a second. You're, not, you're just mad because your video sucked and they didn't get it. You get the typical Mark videos to try and get into the tournament. And I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. If they say cut a WWE style promo, then that is what you do. Not a AJ Styles, I'm going to beat you because you're on the road two or 300 days a year. No, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to cut a promo 80s, 90s style the way there you're you supposed to, to get into. I'm getting, I'm getting them exactly what they want all the time, period. So, emphatically, for all the people challenging me that don't deserve a shot, the answer is hell no. Because you suck at the game, and all you try to do is probably glitch or tease me, tease your way to victory, and that's not happening. I only face people that are good at the game. Which, you find gentlemen on this show, I'll be more than happy to face you all in the game, you know, at any point if you like to face. Tell them how you really feel. I love it. Got very real. This is a great, what a great guest we have today. We got a giveaway already. He just laid down the gauntlet against the phenomenal one, AJ. Challenge here on the podcast. Yes, you, you want to rematch 2K 
Flaunt it, man. Hey, he's got the check to prove it. Uh, and go. the title belt. Yeah. Nothing. There you go, man. And, um, it's, uh, I will say in, cl- in closing on, just kind of closing that subject now, so we can get to the next score of business. Um, being in Brooklyn in front of that crowd, I figured one of two things was going to happen. They were either going to cheer me because they want somebody to, you know, win, or they were going to boo me. But AJ is the man. AJ was and is the man. He, um, one of my favorites. You know, he's a superstar. I'm not. I was just glad to have the opportunity to share a stage and a ring with he, as well as, um, Xavier Woods, Kobe Kingston, Biggie, Page, um, and, um, uh, uh, Ember Moon, and all the other great folks and staff and whatnot at 2K and WWE. So I, I thank them for that so much. Um, but yes, Mark the Brooklyn Cut, I had to do what I had to do to own them. And once they started booing me, when I tried, when I was trying to get them to cheer me, I said, all right, screw it. If that's what you want, you got a Philly boy, you're going to get it. <laughs> I'm not scared. <laughs> yeah, you had, and, to let um, know. you had to let them know that you deserve a spot at the table. You know, this tri-state area, whatever you want to call it, you know, we're very familiar. We're around the New York area. You're obviously from Philly, Us, especially with our sports teams. We could be very rowdy. Dude, you handled it like an absolute pro. I mean, you uh, ultimate, I ultimate heel. No, it was great, man. And just one more one more question on the on the subject. You For mentioned sure. AJ. Um, you know, we watched that match. I remember watching it live before TakeOver. You, sure. I mean, with all due respect, like we love AJ on this podcast. We're very yes. pro mm-hmm. AJ Styles. You know, yeah, he's, he's freaking great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. But, phenomenal. You would say. Uh, absolutely. No, no one is in there. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if you listen to our podcast, yeah, there's plenty of those. But basically, I mean, with all due respect, you pretty much dominated that match. He, yeah. I believe, he got one reversal, one grappling. He's taunting. Um, and he's a, he's a competitor. We know from up, up, down, down. So with him, he do you think he was kind of frustrated? And you see kind of Woods trying not to laugh the whole time. Like, what was the vibe you were getting from from being on that stage with them and, and competing with them? 
Well, a couple of things. Like when it comes to AJ Styles, when uh, it comes to 2K side of, of, of things, like the video games, he's obviously, as we know, he's pro Xbox. I am as well. He prefers the Xbox controller. He hates. Mm. He uh, put it this way. He hates. He loads PlayStation. I did at one point. I only have it for its exclusive, but I hate the PlayStation controller. That's just my opinion, mm -hmm. um, as well as his. So. You know, I think if it were Xbox, even if it were Xbox, the same thing would have happened with all due respect because I, this, my training process for, from June of 2018 until that tournament took place, I practiced with two superstars, Roman and Brock. Obviously, they have A, the two highest overalls in the game, that's A, uh, that's A. B, why would I choose anybody else? Not that they're not good at that. If you have a lower overall, all it takes is the, the right move at the right time, and you're done. And, you know, I know that. You know, I practiced with a bunch of different people to see what worked, what didn't. And um, once I practiced with Roman and Brock, I only practiced six specific moves that I was going to do and nothing else in order to win other than my, you know, special maneuvers, um, finishing maneuvers, should I say. And, um, yeah, uh, it just it just was going to be a blowout after that. And once they said there were no DQs and no count-offs, I said, oh, well, there goes my strategy out the window. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I don't have to worry about having a technical match. I'm going to go get a steel chair in the back. <laughs> I mean, that's, and somebody that's... Going to, is going to get beaten into oblivion, and that's what I did. And I don't feel bad about it. I did what was needed to, I did what was, what was needed to be done to win a million dollars, and I think anybody would have done the same thing in the same situation. I was just about to say, you do what you gotta do, six figures are on the line, so you do what you gotta yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Um, so, um, so, kind of, the, you know, commenting about the, um, the win being selected for the tournament a lot, you know, for, I said this on other podcasts and I'll say it again on this one, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people think I work for WWE, I do not, if I did, first of all, they can be sued for that, let's just get that out there, why would they, <laughs> why would they put one of their own in there just so they can be sued so they don't have to give the money away, that's a tax write off for them, why would they not want to give a million dollars away, yeah. <laughs> let's be real, you know, and, and it's a tournament, you know, through and through and that was great and I was glad to be, you know, along with Mr. Roman Gerstard, along with Mr. David Hoy, and uh, Roman, along with Mr. Gregory Davis, being up to three semifinals. I was glad to, for the four of us, to be able to be in the forefront of a potential wrestling esports league um, if that, you know, ever really gets off the ground. But I don't work for WWE. I earn my slot like everybody else. I submitted a video, and if people knew my story, yeah, they, they see introductions of other wrestlers on my YouTube page. It, there's nothing to hide. I'm not trying to hide anything. I literally, if, I, if you were, if you were, Triple H, if you were Kane, I'd walk up to you. If you have the time, sir, or if, it, or, um, if, it, if it's a female or, or ma'am, may I introduce you? And they, you know, they may ask, well, what do you mean by that? Like a reintroduction. And, and most of the time, 99% of the time, I'm able to do it. Only person I've, I wasn't able to introduce, because I don't think he quite understood what I meant, was William Regal. And it was like, I think it was like 20 degrees outside, but you know, we were in a parking lot, along with a lot of fans, yeah. so um, I didn't talk about that, like I said, if, if they do it cool, if they don't, that's fine too, um, because they are at their, you know, they are on a time schedule, so if they don't time for it, that's fine, um, but I did that literally just by asking, simply by asking, I don't have any connections in the sense that, oh, he's known them for X amount of years, I just go to the event, and I do what I do, and it's literally, I just, it's luck. It's just plain and simple, I can put it in his luck. Sometimes I've introduced people they haven't even paid attention, which is fine. 
that's when I first started doing it, and I, and I you know, didn't know the proper way to go about it. I just would do it if I saw them. Now, of course, I properly ask them and adjust them directly. Um, but that, as far as that concern, yeah, all the introductions you see, whether it be Jericho that you see at WrestleMania 29 Access, that was in um, New York, New Jersey, um, you know, or any other um, introduction that I have. Uh, but before this tournament, um, I was almost homeless. Uh, I was actually in the process, I was losing my home, I was up for sheriff's sale. Um, my father gave me a house that he, you know, owned for years, and there's just, you know, back bills and stuff, it happens. I'm not afraid to put that, I'm not afraid or embarrassed to put that out there. Before I had the house, there were, there were bills that I was trying to help him take care of. He didn't live there, I did. Um, I needed a place to stay, so I rented my rooms out and try to make what money I could to help pay off those bills and keep it from being sold. But ultimately, if, if, that, if that challenge didn't come through when it did, uh, and I will say before I even complete that sentence, I never once put my situation and what I was going through in my promo videos and any posts before the tournament or leading up to the tournament. I wanted to be picked. If I was going to be picked, I wanted to be picked legit. And, and because my video earned that, I'm not going to say, oh, such and such has cancer. That's a shame if he or she does, but I saw the people doing it, and that's not the right way to go about trying to get picked for a challenge. Yes, you want to win the money to take care of your family and friends, but you don't say, oh, my mom has cancer, my uncle has cancer. Don't use their condition as a reason for you to get picked. That's not right. Um, but with, with that being said, yeah, it was uh, the house was a sheriff's so cell, literally talking to friends and family trying to find a place to stay. So I would have been homeless right now if it weren't for WWE and 2K. Um, you know, they, they it was just it was right, the right place, right time. They, they picked me. And I was actually in the middle, uh, right at the end of the tail end of seeing a bench screening of the movie Shazam, which is why I got the Shazam tattoo. Oh, so uh, I remember the day I found out that I was in the tournament. And, um, once I knew it was in the tournament, I said, I'm going to do anything and everything within the rules, confines, within respect to the tournament, the other competitors and the companies to win that tournament. And I did that. I practiced nonstop because I wanted to be able to change my life and help my mother. My mother beat cancer last year, so I'm, oh, I'm grateful for that. Great. Yeah, that's um, awesome, man. That's awesome. And uh, thank you, thank you. And I, uh, you know, but that's one thing I was, you know, that was that was heavy on my mind, but I wasn't using it. I wasn't going to, I never once mentioned that. Not even when I was, you know, there in the tournament, because I didn't want any sympathy. If I lost, then I, I lost legit, and I lost at least going down fighting. But yeah, I didn't want any you know. And so, um, but either that, that's no story. A lot of people are like, oh, he works for, I'm like, if you saw, if I have pictures of a place where I lived, uh, you know, I, I had a roof over my head and I'm thankful for that, but it was not the nicest place by any means. It were, in one year, there was like 10 shootings on my block. Oh, wow. Wow. And no, you know, I thankfully never was shot, <laughs> but it was just, you know, shootings, just drug dealers and all that kind of stuff. So drug dealers literally lived right across the street and then a door down from me. Um, so, you know, everybody wants to say oh, I worked for them or I didn't deserve this and they wouldn't come in my inbox hitting me with all kinds of racial slurs and disrespect you don't know anything about me I can't really tell you to stop I will ask you to stop but if you're that naive and that ignorant that you're just assuming because someone got picked because you didn't and it's okay to to throw racial slurs at them and, and threats in their inbox you got a lot more problems than I do um and you're not going to get very far in life. But that is my that is the main part of my story is that I was almost homeless 
before this whole thing. And my focus was on making sure I was not homeless. I was, it was on the tournament, but it was more so making sure I wasn't homeless because there was no guarantee that I would get picked or not. Yeah, you know, I, and perfect example, 2K has done tournaments in the past where, like, win a trip to WrestleMania or represent a superstar like they did for, like, 2K15 and 16, respectively. And that was great. I, I entered to try to be in those tournaments and never got picked. I hold nothing against 2K or WWE. They chose who they thought should be in the tournament, and that is completely, 100% okay with me. I finally got my time, and I made the most of it. So that's the story of the Golden Boys making his way to the tournament. Um, you know, and 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 catapulting not only me out of you know what's going to be homeless, but. Um, my career it's, it's definitely helped you know being having a stage you know on a platform to kind of not just tell your story not, not more so that because if they ever want to do a special but like on a network or something then that's when I'll tell that story or like on podcasts but um or you know like in chats and whatnot and video casts but um yeah I'm just I'm just trying to Earn my job at WWE one day. I want to ring. I, I want to work for WWE. I don't. And my job, my 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 goal is to be a ring announcer or referee, a commentator, manager, whatever they want me to do. As long as the name on a contract reads Stefan Benson, Stefan T. Benson, and all this is uh, Paul Levesque or or Vincent Mayer, or whoever it is that turns me. That's all that matters. I can share all I damn well care. As long as I'm working for WWE, I'm happy. Wow, thanks, man. And thank you for sharing all that. Thank you for sharing. So, so, you know, keep it very real here, man. We appreciate you sharing all that. Um, Glad to hear your mom's doing better. That's so fantastic. Hope everything's going on the right track for you. Yeah, man, for sure. And um, basically, yeah, you know, it's like you said, why wouldn't they want to give a fan a million dollars in this opportunity? You know, we complain about the storylines and a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, all that, you know, whatever it may be. The one thing I feel like they always get absolutely right is, um, you know, a lot of the Connors cure, the breast cancer awareness. All oh, that. I love that. Yeah, that's what, you know, it's all about uh, visiting the children's hospital, stuff like that. Uh, not to get too off course, but I, I do appreciate that. I don't think it goes uh, unnoticed. And I'm just so glad that you were able to win. Um, in the position that you were in, and a lot of good has definitely come from it. Uh, I was going to ask, obviously, what does the future hold? I think we know what your dreams are. It looked like, uh, you know, Baron Corbin, Ricochet, and Becky Lynch loved your announcing. You know, you put a little extra flavor on it, which I appreciated. Um, so I, I want to ask you before we get out of here, and thank you again for a few Absolutely. minutes of your time, where can everyone follow you on social media? I know you mentioned your Twitch, all that good stuff. Um, for social media, let, all right, so let's go for PlayStation uh, Network for Twitter, uh, and is, my screen name's Real Golden Voice, straight up Real Golden Voice, uh, not boys, Real Golden Voice, and that's on PlayStation Network and on Twitter, as well as on um, Instagram, Real Golden Voice. Okay. Uh, on YouTube, Golden Talk TV, again on YouTube, Golden Talk TV, and I also have a fan account on Instagram, Golden Talk TV. So um, you can follow me on there and on Xbox Live. It's a funny streaming, but it's respectful enough. It's just plain and simple. You got wrecked by me. Is my <laughs> Xbox Live screen name. Don't it like um, it is. It's wrecked. is spelled R E K D, but everything else is spelled the way you would, you know, assume it's spelled. Um, and that's where you can follow me. Um, and, um, yeah. So Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, YouTube, you name it. Please make sure you like and subscribe. And on Twitch, I'll be doing a live uh, live stream around uh, 2.30. 
uh, Real Golden Voice 88 on Twitch. And I want to thank you guys so much for having me on. And I hope I didn't ramble on too much. I just wanted to give you all my story and what was going on. And, you know, I just appreciate the a chance and the platform to let you know what's what. No problem. Anytime, man. Anytime. Thank, you for, thank you for having us. It, it Appreciate was, it. Yeah, it was an absolute honor. And I will say this, uh, you will have one more PS4 friend by the end of the day, and that will be me. <laughs> and one more Xbox friend. To it. And, and you know what? Together we will give someone hands one day. Love it. And on, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mr. Stefan Benson, the golden voice. All right, we're out, guys. Peace. Hey guys, thanks for checking out this episode of the Bob Culture Podcast. Don't forget to support the show on patreon.com slash Podcast for some great incentives. I'd like to give a shout out to my patrons Jay Crow, Shannon Cruz, and of course Mike and Michelle Vermillion from Sledgepad Innovations. Sledgepad is the bass drum dampening system used by national acts like Pink, Goo Goo Dolls, Cher, Collective Soul, and a whole bunch more. Check them out at sledgepad.com. And of course, if you're a fan of the show, please subscribe on YouTube, check us out at podbean.com, and leave me a review at iTunes.